John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. Here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. International comedy podcast. Storm Eunice edition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I've been following the weather. I saw the flying wheelie bin video. Did you see the flying people? There's a there's a video on the internet of like a woman and a kid literally being blown down the road. It's mental. Oh, um, really? No, yeah. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> are you 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 guys are okay where you are? Yeah, well, the media. We unlike in Japan where you get decent typhoons and stuff over here, we don't really get extreme weather so very often so they were saying oh it's gonna be the worst you know worst storm for 10 years and and there's gonna be masses of snow and all this and so basically on sort of th- wednesday thursday i was off work because of my grandma's funeral which i'll talk about in a bit and then friday like on thursday they were saying tomorrow people are advised to stay in the house don't go to work so i'm just waiting for this email from school saying school's cancelled and then I wake up at <laughs> wake up at half past six. You, you weren't the only one waiting oh, for that email. I'm well, saying that much. It, Hundreds it, of children. It's the last day of term as well because now we're on half term for a week. So literally, lying in bed, the alarm clock goes off at half six, and I open my eyes and I can just hear outside birds tweeting. I can hear, hear cars driving past at a normal speed. So I'm thinking, I'm not even going to open the curtains and see that there's <laughs> there's no wind and no rain and there's definitely no snow. Let down badly. So, so that was that. So yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so the weather over here, where I live, it's just absolutely just rained non-stop for about a week. Like my grandma's funeral, I had to carry the coffin with, you know, five other people. <laughs> I won't do that by myself. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's all right, lads. I'll take this. Yeah. Well, but, like, I'm I suppose am I was I there's my young brother who's the youngest and my other cousin and then I think I was the third youngest maybe and because I'm one of the tallest me and my other cousin were at the back my brother was at the front and fucking hell that weighed a ton that coffin <laughs> oh really yeah and it, like the day after we were in the pub talking about it and I'm like my shoulder's got like because I've got a bony shoulder, just massive bruise. And my two cousins who were a bit older, who were a bit short, they were like, yeah, I'll be honest, I was in the middle, I couldn't feel fuck all. I, could, like, I don't even even touching my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me just at one end and my brother. along yeah. next to the coffin. Yeah. I think like, last time, in the, uh, when we were recording last time, you mentioned about a poem that you seemed to have some apprehension about. Yeah. Was it well received? Oh, did yeah. you do it in the end? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did it. I did it last. Um, I didn't realise I was going to have to do it. So I did it to like wrap up. I oh, say so you were like the headliner. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't well, mean. I suppose your gram was the headliner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the support. <laughs> yeah, but no, because um, my I thought my uncle would speak last because you know he's a son and that and he's the, uh, but he spoke first and spoke for about 15-20 minutes then my other cousin she she spoke for about ten minutes saying all the stuff that the other grandkids had said and then I got to do my poem last which added a bit of pressure <laughs> but no it went, yeah yeah it went well like uh people laughed when they should have laughed and afterwards when we were at the wake and that everyone was saying oh you know that's really good i had one of my uncles was like did you write that yourself I'm, what a fucking joke thief 
How dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm assuming it was quite specific to your grandmother. Oh, it wasn't like it a was... generic. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it was it was very um, yeah. Like my cousin's fiance who's American, she was like, "Oh, I understood about ninety percent of what you were saying, but yeah, there's ten percent of it. I have no idea what that meant." What kind of things do you think went over her head? Uh, well, I suppose it's just referring to traditional songs that my granddad had sing and just. Um, yeah, we we refer to dinner like lunchtime as dinner rather than right, right. Dinner, lunch, and uh, dinner, breakfast, dinner, and tea rather than breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That sort of stuff. I had to go and make a tea. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Everybody wants a copy of it. My mum, the day. So my uncle, like me and my me and my family, are very close anyway. But there's there's loads of us. I think there's 120 people at the wake, maybe more. Oh wow. Yeah, everyone got absolutely hammered. We were singing Irish songs and stuff. And uh, I gave it to my uncle. I was having a chat to my uncle. He lives in America, so I don't see him very often, but it means a lot to me. And I, I said to him, he was like, oh, you know, can I have a copy of that? And I was like, oh, you can have it. Yeah, you can have the original. Because um, I'd made a word file, as I do in my comedy. I'd written it out. Uh, and then the day after, we, were, we all went for like a meal in a pub. And I said to him, oh, I just gave it, you know, my uncle. I'm like, get it back off him. I'm like, I'm not gonna get it back off him. It's a poem about his Did dead you mean mo- like the original the, the original hard copy? Oh no, it's just a piece of A4 paper that I've printed off. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but you had the word file, so you could have printed out another one like easy enough. Yeah, that's what I said. So I said, I'll just print yeah. you some more. <laughs> no, you have to get the original back. Why? It was folded up. I didn't even read off it. Um, it was in my suit pocket. <laughs> it's all creased. I mean, like, what I'll do is I'll yeah. send everybody a real world file and I'll put a photo over on top of it and put a board around it and. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's what that's one of those situations where you just go, uh, where your mum started to be a little bit kind of belligerent about it, <laughs> yeah. and you go, ah, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I'll get the original back off him, <laughs> and you just print out a new one, and fold it up a couple of times. Yeah. Here you are, mum. That's the original. You can give originals to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Sign it. This is the one I used on the day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there was not the only grandma that's died recently either, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. So di- this not should be, to be outdone. the John, the John and Sam, the Dead Grandma podcast. <laughs> I know. So yeah, listeners, my my wife's grandmother died. Um, I think I think she felt like the English grandmas were stealing the limelight, <laughs> yeah. so she wanted a turn. Uh, yeah, she she died last weekend, but they're much quicker in Japan because she had her funeral just like a few days later. Yeah, yeah. So what what day was your grandmother's funeral? So she died on January the sixteenth, and the funeral was February the sixteenth. So it was exactly a calendar Which month. Was what? Wednesday. Was that wet? That was Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So um, my wife's grandma's funeral was on the Thursday. Right. Um, so and yeah, is I've been to a couple of. Ja- she, she was 103 when she died. That's amazing. So yeah, certainly had a Good yeah, ama- yeah, <laughs> amazing, amazing. And the the night the night before she uh, died, well, the the night she died, like for she had like she was in hospital, but she had a massive dinner and she had some dessert and all this sort <laughs> yeah. of stuff. So she was like yeah. going for it till the end. So <laughs> it's kind of like nice. But um, I've been to a couple of Japanese funerals before, but this is the first one I've been to where I've kind of like heavily involved, you know, like family yeah, yeah. member. So um, <laughs> actually, the, I found a thing I wanted to show you. So the night before <laughs> the funeral, I had a couple of drinks, of course, with the family, you know, the mum and the dad and things. And then next day I had a little bit of a sore, not sore head, but you know when you have like a tickle of a hangover? Yeah, yeah. And then... <laughs> so, 
but they're fucking noisy these Japanese funerals and, <laughs> in all sorts of different ways because they got this the monk guy chanting oh, yeah, and yeah. banging stuff banging those so wooden blocks together yeah blocks and like a kind of a bell bell a bell thing that looks like a bowl yeah. So I've got a thing here. This isn't... <laughs> I wasn't recording at her funeral, but I found on YouTube something that kind of gives you a flavour of what it's like. <laughs> so I'll just play you a couple of little excerpts here, if I can get it started. Let's hope Misophonia Justin never ends up at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this will give you an idea of the kind of thing that was going on. <laughs> And it, Sounds like and a factory, like it, didn't it? Or and, construction work. <laughs> exactly. And it has it has everything because it has like low constant banging, and then sometimes the guy kind of chips in <laughs> with this high pitched bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a fucking tambourine. Just sounds and, like like a lot of sort of kid play play schoolers have been allowed to just go mental with instruments doesn't it <laughs> exactly <laughs> and the bell is like this big bell and it starts off slowly like <clears throat> dong dong and then as your kind of head starts pounding faster it kind of speeds up with your head <laughs> bomb 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 yeah so uh, if you go to a japanese funeral take it easy on the whiskey the night before with my <laughs> yeah. advice to you but it all went it all went smoothly and it it was uh it was interesting to go there i had to do the thing where you after they cremated the body you, you go and they put all the bones that are left together oh, right, and then yeah. you have to pick them up with uh, chopsticks yeah yeah and then put a bit of a thing it's like immense pressure on your chopstick skills <laughs> especially like as the only foreigner there everyone's really looking at you to say like this guy's gonna drop her hip isn't he <laughs> well my missus was gutted because uh, she obviously we went to the crematorium for my grandma and then you know they have the little service and then we you go out and she's like where are we going so well, we're off to the party and she's like well what are we not gonna I said no no we just you just leave how how long does it take? I was like, I don't know, it's about 24 hours, I think, because they're going to burn it all up into proper ash. So we don't have to do anything with the bones. We don't have to wait. I'm like, no, no, we just go and get pissed now. <laughs> so I think she was a bit disappointed. She I think she wanted to, forward to show off her chop skills, chopstick skills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in England, you have to do it with a spoon, yeah. scoop it up. <laughs> yeah. Just offer somebody a fork. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm happy to say that that went that went pretty smoothly. But there was there was one little hiccup in the whole thing at the end of the of this where you put the bones in the box. They also wanted to put a couple of things other things in the box like her glasses. They wanted to put in there, and they wanted to put in her false teeth as well. Right, and like. So th- th- this stuff was in a bag or something. And I, I was looking after the y- my youngest son, two-year-old. Yeah. Uh, so most of the time during this whole thing, I was kind of preoccupied anyway, just yeah. making sure he didn't run into other people's fucking funerals, which he kept <laughs> trying to do, and bowling into people carrying coffins and stuff. But so it's, it's all done not at one church. It's like a funeral hall. There's like multiple yeah, ceremonies yeah. going on at one time. So I was kind of preoccupied, but I could see something was kind of going on. There was a little bit of whispering, like, oh, you know, where's that thing? Where's that thing? Anyway, I could see my missus starting to get quite angry. I mean, I know what her angry face looks like. (laughs) And she started sort of like semi-bollocking the organiser 
of right. the of the funeral. Like she was like giving her the eyes of where are my grandma's fucking teeth? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like they couldn't find them. Anyway, right. um, it, it it got smoothed over pretty quickly. The monk said, "It's okay, it's fine. We can we can add those in later once we've got them." Turns out, when we'd had a little break, my wife had picked up the bag containing the teeth (laughs) and given it to my eldest son to hold. And so they were looking for these teeth. He was stood there holding them (laughs) after having been given them by by my wife. (laughs) After she'd been given the evil eyes to this funeral organiser, I think she had to be like super sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I honestly thought that story was going to be you, you just found your two year old wearing the glasses and the false teeth running around <laughs> funeral. <laughs> well, actually, so the, the the way they were found right at the end, because they weren't found till afterwards, but my two-year-old had the bag then. My right. big boy had given him the bag and he was running around, but thank God no. He <laughs> didn't have he, he didn't have the teeth in his mouth or anything. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I think it's good that, you know. We've managed to clump the deaths together to have like a sort of a funeral special. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gone. <laughs> this is J News. It's time for the news. John. What have you got for us? Uh, this is and from Hope is not Hope is not related to death. Let's try and lift it a little, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> uh, so this is from the uh, Mirror Online, and this well, I'll try and see if you can guess what the missing word is. So I'm always what in front of my stepkids, and I do not see the problem. What do you think that might be? <laughs> uh, I'm always naked in front of my stepkids. And I don't see the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah. So before we get into it, um, well, it says TikTok star Paige Whitney um, said she doesn't often wear clothes around her stepchildren and she doesn't have a problem with it. But uh, as soon as she put it on social media, people began to question the practice. So um, how old do you think, well, what kind of kids do you think she might have? So she's got oh, two stepkids. Does it make yes. it... So if this- it's, do you think it, it's? Uh, do you think it's a diff- makes a difference to you if it's a two boys or two girls, or if it's a boy and a girl? I think it would probably be. I think there's quite a lot of permutations that would make me feel differently. Like if she had been their stepmom from when they were very very young, then I think yep. that would be fine being naked around them at any point, boys or girls or whatever. But if she had come into their lives and they were like. 15 or 16 or something yeah and then and then she has become their stepmom and she's a young sort of 30 and then (laughs) she's rolling it around naked that would kind of make me feel like it would be a little bit um uh you know well it would confuse the boys and possibly the girls so yeah yeah well it says uh so the woman said she's often naked around her two ch- stepchildren. Can't stand why people don't like it. So she's a self-professed stoner parent, which is never going to go well on social media, is it? No. Stepmom to two boys, <laughs> but the boys are aged just three and one. So I think, uh, right, bit of a storm in a teacup. This, I yeah, think. yeah. So of course, because it's the mainstream media, they have to portray her as uh, insane. So they said recently she took to social media to share. <laughs> her unusual views about nudity 
this is obviously written for a British paper because other countries don't have the same views on nudity that we do. No. no. <laughs> well, I mean, other countries just don't think it's unusual, do they? They think it's natural. <laughs> but uh, our stiff upper lip and all that nonsense that well, British people gosh, have. I'm glad you said upper lip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so many people have suggested she should cover up, especially seeing as they're not her children. But Paige insisted there's nothing wrong with the practice. So in the clip she says, as a stepmom to two little boys, I've got to say I don't really wear clothes around them. They're only little and they don't see the body as us adults do, so this shouldn't be a problem. Which I'd say, to be honest, I agree with. I think that's fine. Well, so um, it says, uh, in a second video, she added, if my boys have a problem with it when they get older, I'll stop. I was thinking of stopping at the age of five because I know they'll get curious. But their brains are so young they don't understand. So this woman is saying that uh, from the age of five she's going to cover up around these kids, which... You know, I think that's fine for me. I think. Yeah. 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 And probably unnecessary, to be honest. Like, yeah. A slight, slightly prudish, really. Um, I remember I went to school with a kid who, he was like, what, 15? And uh, his stepmom was fit. And he kept trying to catch her uh, naked. And I don't think she liked it. I think she thought it was a bit weird. Well, that um, is weird. <laughs> it is weird. I mean, it's, yeah. perver- it's perverted. Yeah. <laughs> Peeping top. I mean, he kept trying yeah. to catch her with a camera and she didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. She, uh, after uploading a video, she was met with a load of questions uh, and opinions from other people. Of course, this is the internet. One said, that would never happen around my children. Believe that. <laughs> so, um, I don't know what would never happen, that you would have a step-parent who was naked or that you would be naked. A second person wrote, it's highly inappropriate. And a third said, I would be livid if these were my kids, which, of course you would, because she'd be a complete stranger to them <laughs> <laughs> having a bath with your kids yeah that would be fair to be to be angry about if you came home and a strange yeah. person was <laughs> parading naked. naked in front of your kids but this is yeah it, it seems like they they had a slow news day and they needed to, to fill some space on the page for this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so not everyone disagreed so some said stepmoms can wear whatever they want in their house and another wrote, we should show children to be comfortable with their bodies so i think uh, Paige Whitney, Houston, we don't have a problem in this story. <laughs> I, I, I'm with her on this. I mean, I, I would, I would, I would go as far as to say I'm, I'm on the same page. <laughs> yeah. That was J and S in J News. Welcome, one and all, to Culture Corner. It's the corner. You can learn a lot about different cultures, but not corners. Learn while having fun in culture corner. It's the corner. Words, phrases, metaphors. You'll soon know the score. Find out what they mean. With a culture corner team. Hi, my name is Sam, and welcome to Culture Corner. Today, I'd like to talk to you about a place and a thing that brings all the people in the world down to the equal level. It's the same for kings and queens, and paupers and English teachers. Everybody is in the same place when they are on the toilet. In different places, there are many different names for the toilet. There's the bog, 
the WC, the water closet, the shitter, the crapper, and in America, much to my co-host's dismay, they even call it the John. But the word I would like to talk to you today about is a British word, and that word is the loo. That's right, when British people go to the toilet, they will often say, I'm just going to the loo, I'm popping to the loo, I'm just nipping to the loo. I'm not quite sure why there's such a need to tell everyone that we're going to the loo, but we always do it all the time. According to Lexico.com, there are several theories about the origin of this informal British term for the toilet. The first, and the most popular, is that it is derived from the cry of Gardilou, from the French, de Gardeleo, which means, as all you French speakers out there will know, watch out for the water. This was shouted by medieval servants as they emptied chamber pots out of upstairs windows into the street. Unfortunately, this is historically problematic and it makes historians very angry. Since by the time the term loo for toilet was recorded, the expression gardilou was obsolete. A second theory is that the word derives from a polite use of the French term. The French getting involved again can't help themselves. The French term le loo, which means, yes, that's right, you got it the place. This would be used as a euphemism, but unfortunately documentary evidence to support this idea is lacking. To be honest, it seems to me that historians are really just making this up as they go along. In my humble opinion, they definitely don't have any idea. A third theory refers to the trade name Waterloo, which appeared prominently displayed on iron cisterns in many British outhouses during the 20th century. This, according again to Lexigo.com, is more credible in terms of dates, but corroborating evidence is still, and I quote, frustratingly hard to find. Now, really? Is it that frustrating? Various other theories also circulate involving references to door numbers 00 or people called Lou. But I think the conclusion really we can come to is that nobody knows. I previously mentioned the word crapper, also used for the toilet. As a little aside, it's worth venturing down that path. The word crapper may seem disgusting. It might be the kind of thing that you would never say in front of your parents. But you would be justified in using it. Because, according to History.com, in the late 19th century, a London plumbing empresario named Thomas Crapper manufactured one of the first widely successful lines of flush toilets. There's a rumour going around that Crapper invented the toilet, however, this was not true. But he did invent the ballcock, an improved tank-filling mechanism that's still used in toilets today. I'm hoping that no one out there gave a juvenile laugh when I used the word ballcock. Crapper's name would become synonymous with the devices he sold. Thanks in part to American servicemen stationed overseas during World War I, these 
American servicemen, unfamiliar with the relatively newfangled invention, presumably over in America they were still pooing in ditches, those soldiers referred to the toilets as crappers, uh, due to the crapper brand's ubiquity in England and France. After the war, the Americans took it home again, and crapper became a popular word in the United States. Although the actual word crap predates Thomas Crapper and his ballcock considerably. The word crap was a late Middle English word related to the Dutch word crepe, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing correctly, uh, with the meaning to pluck or cut off. So next time you need to go to the loo or the crapper, go in, sit down and marvel that no one really knows where the word loo comes from. But be sure to know that while you are plucking or cutting off your morning's duties, that you should definitely, definitely not be using your phone. That is disgusting. My name is Sam. Thank you for coming to Culture Corner. John, 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 Sam, in Japan. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Time for the burning question! Uh, this episode's burning question was, or is What's your worst ever hairstyle? Uh, John, has anyone been in touch? Yep, so Stephen Lyman uh, got on Got in touch from Twitter. He's the co-host of Japan Distilled Podcast. He's a show true maker. Um, he just said he had shaved sides and back and a long mop top. Um, there's a picture, but it'll never see the light of Twitter. <laughs> I, don't, I wonder if that's like a Peaky Blinders kind of haircut. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite the rage. At my school recently, there's a, there seems to be a trend for that, sort of shaved at the sides and like a sort of mullet at the top. Um, <laughs> like a, a, per, a don't know perched why. mullet. Yeah. Did you ever do a very short back and sides and then a long bit on top? No, no. Uh, I had a sh- I had a, like a wedge, like shaved at the back with like a like a step. Right, right. So who else has been in touch? Uh, Craig Hoffman got in touch on Twitter. Uh, he said, "My sister dyed my hair, but it came out red, orange, and yellow, and it took forever to grow out." Kind of got like a red, orange, and yellow. But when you, when you imagine the red, orange, and yellow, what? It, how are you imagining it in terms of pattern or style? What's the kind of design you're in your mind's eye? I just think it's like covering all the ginger bases. So it just looks like a, I don't know, super ginger. <laughs> in, in, my, in my mind, it was, uh, this is almost certainly wrong, but it was like just stripes at the bottom, like a nice red circle, <laughs> then orange in the middle and yellow on top. But I, I reckon that'd <laughs> yeah. be too much to, to ask for. Yeah. Uh, what about for you? Uh, well, I actually put this on Twitter. I had a, when I was in Japan, when I was, I don't know, first in Japan maybe, or after a while, I think, um, I can't remember if it was Beckham had a mohawk. So I think I had a sort of a mohawk. And then one of the old ladies that I was teaching said, I look like that Cupid doll from, you know, the mayonnaise sort of baby with like a tuft of hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she said, I, she said I look like that. So I think I shaved it off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> don't think anybody else has sex with a cupid doll. <laughs> well, probably some yeah, weirdos probably do, do, but not the sort of people I'm so interested in. You thought yeah. that shaving off the quiffy bit would in- increase your chances of a sexual encounter? Did it? Did it work out well, like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that probably is unnecessary in that sentence. Yeah, I think I finger bang the old lady. <laughs> 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 As you're talking about football haircuts, I think it needs to be. going to say, talking about fingering <laughs> old ladies. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're fucking out of it. This is your mastermind specialist subject, this would be, <laughs> wouldn't it, for you? <laughs> and your specialist subject is finger banging old ladies. <laughs> I've got a whole separate podcast on it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, talking about uh, football haircuts, <laughs> football-related haircuts, a special mention has to go out to a guy I used to live with called Christian. Uh, during the 19, what would it, no, the 2002 Japan World Cup-related related content, rarely on the show. He got the... Uh, he dyed his hair in the Union Jack... Uh, oh, like in the Cross of St. George? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, in fact... I'm thinking he shaved it like that. He shaved it into his head. Pretty sure that, <laughs> right. like, he shaved the union, the, the cross of St. George into his head. And, yeah, I mean, he was famous for dodgy hairstyles. Right. Uh, now he's just got, like, a mega sort of curly afro, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> right. How about for you? Uh, for me, well, uh, other than the haircut that I'm currently rocking, which was, I think, was the uh, <laughs> the catalyst for this uh, <laughs> this burning question, the worst haircut, haircut ever. <laughs> I had one. This was certainly uh, one that was commented on by one of my students. I got my hair shaved, uh, not shaved. I got it cut very short, and normally I have like a bit of a kind of quiffy bit at the front, but this time the guy cut it, you know, quite short. It was in the summer, and then. When I went to school, one of the girls, she's like sort of five or six years old, she said to me like, oh, Sam Sensei, you know, you've had a haircut. I said, yeah, yeah. She went, why, why did you ask them to make it the shape of an M at the front? <laughs> <laughs> I said, ah, oh, uh, I am afraid I didn't ask them to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think we always give you a bit of stick on the show for <laughs> being a baldy, but yeah, yeah uh, I was outed as a future baldy right at that moment <laughs> by by a perceptive <laughs> six year old. <laughs> but what what about for you? The cupid hair doll. Oh, that was your worst one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell! Somebody's been paying attention. <laughs> he says swinging his swinging his beer. <laughs> All right, and that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say uh, to say thanks to everyone who was involved, uh, and of course, thanks to you, all the lovely listeners. John's going to tell us the burning question, which I don't know what it is, but <laughs> he gave me a hint, and I'm apprehensive to say. No, the no, list. this is uh, so well. <laughs> as I was talking about, like uh, obviously holding my grandma's dying hand when I was hungover. So the burning question is, what's your worst hungover situation? Because <laughs> that okay, for me, that's okay. pretty much up there, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah it, it's gonna take a f- 
fair answer from a listener to top that yeah. one. <laughs> so, uh, oh, all right, man. anything else? No, I think that's all. All right, catch, catch you later. later. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on John and Sam in Japan The International Comedy Podcast